0: Thank you Donna <clears throat> I hope you can see for what I'm thinking about by the, the verses um, God gave me for today and um, the whole idea of creation wasn't just in Genesis that If we accept Christ fully in our hearts, he creates new in us. I think that I should always begin with this when I'm speaking. We can never hear this enough. God loves us more than we could ever comprehend. He sent Jesus Christ to be born in the flesh, live a perfect life, die for our sins so we could be made right with God, through him. He became poor so we might become rich. And all we have to do is acknowledge him, invite him into our hearts. The rest is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's so simple we can't comprehend it. I think many don't believe it. It's too easy. We come to him in our shame and through his incredible love for us He conforms us into the image of Christ. He gives us beauty for ashes. It's in the song these guys just sang. Surrender to Christ today, and in time the Holy Spirit will do His good work in you. One other plug for the Holy Spirit is if you'd like the Holy Spirit deeper in your life, Read this beautiful book. I believe it was personally written for me. And if you read it, you will find words that are most meaningful just for you. God made this for each of us at a personal level. You can't read it wrong. I read it from the beginning straight through to the end. Just pick a spot. I think John is a great place to start because John speaks so much of Jesus' incredible love and God's love for us and that it's all about love. Very, very simple, very simple message. John is the one who leaned on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper. He was the one that followed him to his crucifixion and he is the one Jesus gave his mother to, to take care of. John was a pretty special guy. I think John's a great place to start first. John has so many great verses besides the book of John. The words fill me with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit inspired these words in a carpenter, in a tent maker, in shepherds, in all kinds of people. It's an amazing, amazing book. So my point today is the Apostle John tells us in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. We can assume that it's in God's nature to speak to us. I started reading the Bible over from the beginning. Gary's teaching creation on Tuesday mornings. My wife Barbara and I are teaching creation for the children in JAM. In our Bible study, we're studying the Holy Spirit. So everything God's showing me and teaching me, I believe he wants me to share with you today. I think it fits right in with with what Pastor Gary's been talking about, with our identity and who we believe we are and how that is evident in the lives we lead. The Bible begins with creation, and creation begins with the Holy Spirit hovering over confusion, a formless void, darkness, empty. The Spirit makes a first sense of creation and brings order to the world by, let there be, light. He created light. God the architect, the Holy Spirit the laborer. When we invite Christ into our hearts, the Spirit does the work. He is hovering over the mess of our lives and will bring sense and purpose in us and create a new light into our being. 2 Corinthians 5, 517, Donna read for us, tells us that when we are in Christ, we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new replaces it. When we open our hearts to the Holy Spirit God puts his perfect light in us. Why is that important? At night you never open the door and light enters the room, but light pushes out into the darkness. It drives it away. Light um, can be in us and through the Spirit's fruits of love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We can be this light in a very needy and dark world. I pray that your identity is in Christ, supreme in your life. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, conceived in the Virgin Mary. I could never make myself better on my own will or ego. Believe me, I tried. Any good in me has been the work of the Holy Spirit. He is the beginning and the end. Jesus tells us in John 15, chapter uh, chapter 15, verses 4 through 5, For without me you can do nothing. And in my case, for without him, we can be nothing. Whoever wishes his life, to, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. Jesus is not just talking about physical dying, he's talking about being made new, dying to our old selves. Dying to our lives ambitions, our dreams, our goals. His Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, it's called being poor in spirit. And Jesus also told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Last Sunday, Pastor Gary said our bodies are the perfect tabernacle for God's Holy Spirit. For years I went to church, but the church was not in me. I think I had the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know him. I didn't feel him. Not until I fully gave myself over to him did I know his presence. Did I feel his joy? These words should haunt us. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself take up his cross daily, and follow me. I wasn't really sure what taking up our cross daily meant, so I looked it up. It really means giving up the idea that we can do things on our own power. Our cross represents our weakness, our embarrassments, our inabilities, our failures. It's quite A different message we get from Jesus than we get from this world. Money, status, power is what's respected. Jesus said, Bring your weaknesses, bring your failures. I will heal you, I will make you better, I will complete you, make (coughs) you whole. There's a song I really like by Casting Crowns. It's about the disciple Simon Peter, and we like to make fun of him because he liked to work out of his own power. It begins with these words. Standing at the water's edge, I dropped my dreams when I dropped my nets. That was Peter's first form of denial of himself when he gave up fishing, gave up his dreams of owning a boat, whatever it was, and he followed Christ. Then, as the song continues, it goes on to say, I swore I'd never let you down. I wish I could go back to when I stood my ground. You know, when Jesus was arrested, Peter didn't stand his ground. He was weak. He denied Christ and was never able to come back and reconcile himself to him. You see, Peter was still working out of his own power. He was a tough fisherman and able to do things on his own and telling God, if you just gave me another chance, if you let me do it again, I could be stronger. I could stand my ground. I could stand up for Christ. I would not fail him. But in the end of the song, the resurrected Jesus tells Peter, when you let me, when you let the Spirit lead you, you will never be that man again. I have a much better plan for you. Trust me. And follow me. Let go and let God. Have you released the power in your life to him? His omnipresence, his unlimited power, or his omniscience, his knowing everything and in touch with all things. He knows his creation at a macro level. The heavens move in a in a beautiful dance, in harmony with each other. He knows us at a micro level, every cell, every heartbeat, every hair on your head. His power is so much greater than we can ever imagine. Trust and let go. Put your identity in Him. He has a much better plan for each of us. In reading the Bible, you're going to find verses that stand out to you and mean so much to you. I have a life verse, and this is it. It's Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, so it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and delivered himself up for me. I have been crucified with Christ. On the day I asked God, his Holy Spirit, into my heart, and I released any power that I had to him, I became a new creation. God's light entered me and filled me and gave me peace and joy I had never really known before in knowing him. I knew I would never be the same again. So it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Everything in my life from that point on has been to Christ's credit. When we are in Christ, we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new replaces it. Surrendering to Christ is just the beginning. It's an invitation to the party. And we go to the party, we just don't want to stand in the doorway, but we want to come into the room, smell the smells of the food, be engaged with the beautiful people who are there in conversation, know the hosts, Listen to the beautiful music. Be a part of what God's creation is. And like the parable of the sower, the the spirit is just a seed. We need to fertilize the soil. Water the seed. Give it sunshine. Grow beautiful, deep roots. And then... Create a beautiful plant producing fruit for God. Seek God. Read the Bible. Pray. Begin to know God's love and share that love with other people. Tell of God's goodness in your life. So that is the identity part of what Pastor Gary has been talking about. And now he's asking, how does that work out in your life? How is your identity evident in the life you lead? How does your faith act out in your life? I've taken the word ACTS, A-C-T-S, and turned it into an acronym. Always credit the Savior. God's purpose in our lives is to make us holy. Our relationship with him is really what counts. It's number one. Anything that stands between us and God becomes an idol. When the spirit does work in us and we try to own that work, it sits on the throne of our lives. It stands between us and God's amazing power and his influence. Hard to believe that pride can be that kind of a sin. God must always be on the throne of our hearts, not our accomplishments, not our status, not our wealth, not what we can do. It's all from the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 23, King David tells us, He leads me through paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Everything He leads us to are for God's glory. Always credit the Savior. Jesus, on the Sermon on the Mount, said, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Always credit the Savior. 1 Peter 4.11, Peter says, Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. When you're speaking, do you think that you're saying what God wants you to say? And whoever serves is to do so is one who is serving by the strength which God supplies so that in all things God may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to whom belongs a glory and dominion forever and ever. Always credit the Savior. We can never do enough in our lives to put God in our debt. He's never going to say, wow, what an amazing thing. I owe you for that. Or how did you do that? That's amazing. It's all his work. It begins and ends with him. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, Paul says, whether then you eat or drink whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Eating, drinking, getting in your car at the end of the service, going out to dinner, all can be done to God's glory. The way you speak to your children, the way you talk to your friends at work, your attitude can all be to God's glory. Always credit the Savior. I know any good in me is from the work of the Holy Spirit in my life because I tried on my own I try to be a better husband, a better father, a better friend. The problem is not with me trying, I'm sorry, the problem was with me trying on my own in my feeble, broken human effort. I've gone from thing to thing to thing in my life looking for fulfillment. And I finally found something worth learning more about to keep pursuing, straining toward, knowing more fully, feeling him and knowing him. God loves fills me. It softens me. It draws me closer. It gives me incredible peace and joy. And it never exhausts me. It's all his work. It's all the Holy Spirit and I can't take credit for any of it. Always credit the Savior. When you act in the name of Jesus Christ and show God's love in your life, I pray that it's to his glory. For whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will, fi- who will save it. May God bless these words to your heart. And I pray that you come to him, tell him you are sorry that you ignored his strength and his power and surrender to him today. You will never be that man or that woman again. Pray, read the Bible, and always credit the Savior. Amen. Will you please stand?